when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. To the Raptors over everything live call-in show presented by KFC, I'm your host, William Lou, and I'm joined in these dark Raptors days by Josh Hart. Dark days all around, but well, it's good to be here with you. It is. It's good. It's good. Um, so the Raptors, last five games, people are freaking out, man. They're one and four since uh, Kyle Lowry, you know, and Serge Ibaka have been back, um, and they've been they've been. I mean, let's just face it; they've been pretty bad. Highlight I don't recognize of, this team anymore. Highlight of the week is a one point win over the Bulls. That's not a highlight. <laughs> That's not a highlight. It's the highlight of the week. Although we got to give a quick shout out to your boy Norm. He's he, balling out of control, but is probably not um, leading to winning basketball. Why did I thought I was going to say that? So I mean, I mean, well, I mean, he he did hit that big shot against uh, Chicago, and he honestly, no one else is scoring on this team right now. Yep. So at least Norm is doing that. I feel a little bit better about it, but uh, but yeah, listen, we're expecting a lot of angry phone calls because when the Raptors are bad, um, and they've been bad in the last two weeks, there's no really w- other way to say it. When they are bad, people get unreasonable. I've seen lots of trade scenarios for everybody, um, and so I'm excited for people to call in. I feel like we got like a like a communicable disease from the Utah Jazz. Like we spent that Ooh. one night with Utah, a lot of fireworks, like a Freaky Friday situation. Yeah, and then we have whatever they have. They've wow. been they've been terrible since that game, since halftime in that game. Yeah, and then it broke the Raptors. And the thing we we thought it'd be the opposite because you know you have more talented players coming back into the rotation. Yep. Um, but I feel like the mix hasn't been right. I we you know you and I have thought of some answers. We saw some solutions, but we want to hear. Katie tried to work it through it yesterday. Yeah, we tried to, but then <laughs> we just ended up Marie condoing the Raptors yeah. and deciding which ones sparked joy and which ones didn't. I think we actually had most of them still sparking joy, except one of them. Yikes! Um, also, a philanthropist, uh, an icon. Yeah, the off off court <laughs> off court surge, a hundred percent sparks joy, but uh, on court surge, yeah. Not so much fun right now. No, it's not. Though, but, before we forget, yeah. shout out to Louisa. Shout oh, out yeah, to Mandarin. shout out to Louisa. <laughs> shout out to our, uh, what, what is West Toronto, shout out, Rexdale enthusiast. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast is very pro-Rexdale. 100%. 100%. And she gifted us a great calendar from uh, the Mandarin for next year. This is way better than, <laughs> this is way better. Alex is looking at that merch like he wants to buy it. Yeah. Yeah, we have Detective Lee in the studio for some reason. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we can get to some phone calls. Yeah, let's head, let's head up the lines. We have um, Zarif on line or co- it's a comment. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I'm really not Come too on, bright bro. today. Yeah. Um, Zarif M. Raptors has been trash, but it's not Lowry. Um, sure, of course it isn't. It, 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 how could it be Lowry's fault? Well, yeah, it is. Lowry hasn't been good. I mean, the, the man's shooting like 28 percent since coming back, but you understand that too. Yeah, uh, Lowry, Kyle Lowry. Um, has a lot of these stretches, mm-hmm. and he oh um, has a lot of these uh, stretches, and you know it happens. We have on line one uh, Nabil. Nabil, you're rocking with the champs. Hello. Hey, Nabil. Hey, how's it going? What's good, man? Oof. Yeah, what color am I? What you're color number one today? Oh, there we go. Yeah, lead us off. Come Salute on. Salute to you. Yeah, so like I know you guys get super whack trade proposals. Yeah, yeah, yeah that happens all the time. But all the time. But uh-huh. I promise this isn't whack. Okay, 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 let's hear it. At least it makes you think. It's not like ridiculous because I've heard some of the ones on the show, and it's literally just like it not bad. even finished the trade. Yeah. All right. Bad. So basically, after listening to Lowe's podcast with um, oh god, who was it? Oh yeah, it was John Hollinger. Uh-huh. He brought up. Um, Roco, and I thought, hmm, mm. interesting. So I basically went and tried to devise a trade for that, where it would make sense for both teams. Yep. Now, I'm assuming that Minnesota is no longer trying to get rid of Wiggins, given how much he's improved, or at least isn't you know, going to have to attach crazy assets to move him. Mm. So what okay. I'm thinking is Norm okay. and Serge is expiring. 
Okay. And we take back Gorgie Dang's remaining two years on this contract uh, and Rocco. So basically, yeah. I think we take back 27 mil. That's how much we save on it. And then Vinny takes back 32 mil. Why would Minnie do it? Well, they want to get rid of Gorgie Dang's contract. They also want to shed some salary, given the fact that they have a ton committed to Cat and Wiggins. On top of that, they get to take a flyer on Norm, who gives you pretty decent production at that number, has some uh, years of control on him. Talk about they get rid of Dang quick, they shed some salary cap, and we take on Dang's two years remaining, but we also get Rocco add to our wing depth, another competent 3 and D guy. Uh, We're trading two of the more competent three-point shooters for one. Like, is Roko a much better shooter than either Norm or Serge? I Norm, Norm is a little down. I, I qualitatively, I think I would just rather trust him shooting three I, than Norm or Serge. I I agree with you that he's probably like I like the idea of having Roko on this team. I'm not sure that that's a trade. I make because of the three point shooting you're giving back. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't think it's horrible. This is definitely like you, as you promised, not a horrible trade proposal. <laughs> that is um, true. Yeah, and it's intriguing. I will only say that, like, I don't really know if this addresses their problems this year. I think ultimately it's probably a trade. I think it's probably a trade the Raptors would probably pull the trigger on if they were offered this. Um, what is Roko making? He's making. 11 right now, which 11. is kind and of wild. Four more discount. years. Yeah, yeah, that's the, pretty good. The only thing is like... Which would lock him up in a potential scenario where we would find Giannis. And yeah, I agree yeah. with you, though. It does mm. not solve our immediate yeah. problems, right? Like, it doesn't solve our creation I, issues. Yeah. I just think it will bolster our wing depth. And I honestly think it should be pulled that trade-off. We don't... There's no better defensive wing rotation in the league than the Raptors. Think about it. Rocco, Pascal, OG, RHJ. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Clippers exist. But aside from that... <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I agree with you, though. They, they're they already really good on the wing, and uh, you add Rocco into the mix, it's even better. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't. I guess the only thing that doesn't really excite me is just because I, I'm still worried about shot creation. Yeah. And, I, you know, you could probably play Gorgie Jang. I don't really know. It's it's not a great contract, either way. Uh, and then, yeah, Rocco is the, the main piece there. But I, I don't really know, man. I kind of want more shot creation. This thing is, if, if it's a trade to address future things, then yeah, sure, yeah. maybe, because Rocco is a better long-term asset than any of Serge or Norm. But at the same time, it, if we're going to try to fix immediate problems, I don't really think this Rocco's the guy. adds too much to it. But uh, I'm with you on the creation part, and I thought uh, the, the Bogdan trade for Vogels have gotten like hammered to death. Yeah. And like I like them, but I ultimately think Sack is going to try to milk whoever the hell wants him for like every asset. So I yeah. was thinking... Does Tyus Jones interest you at all? Yeah. As an extremely low buy low option. I want to. I want. I want basically good norm. <laughs> yeah. In return for bad norm. Yeah. Bruh, you don't. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't think you get is. back good norm for bad norm for norm who is good norm. <laughs> yeah. um, plus Serge Ibaka. That's. Yeah. Is good norm Will Barton? Because I don't think so. That's what yeah. I think of. <laughs> He's not nah. far from it. I want someone who can like. Run the offense a little bit, you know, like a playmaking too. Like yeah. the ideal situation would be Sadie McCollum, but he's he's real expensive. He's really expensive, but uh, probably gettable, honestly. But all right, yo, listen to Bill. Thanks for the call. Not a not a terrible trade. Yeah, you and do we, deserve some credit for that. There you go. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, peace. Have a good one. Yeah, enjoy the weekend. You too, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Yeah, not a bad trade. No, that that's was, not terrible. I don't that know was that. terrible. Yeah. All right, we have a uh, Kate on line two. Kate, welcome back to the show. Uh oh, Kate. Hello. Hey. Hi. How are you? Well, shaken. You know. Same old, same old. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you fine. Can you hear us? Yeah, my phone it looks like it might be dying, so hopefully that's not the case. But uh, okay. if I, I if I cut it, I'll try and call back. All right. Cool. Cool. What's good? So, guys, like, what a week, man. Yeah. Yeah. Not not the finest weekend. Definitely not a very fun week in Raptorland. I'll say that much. Well. Well, I was thinking about you actually today because I was listening to another podcast, one where you were sparking joy with Katie. Yeah. And you didn't sound very joyful. And I know it's been, you know, sort of probably a personally difficult week as well as a difficult week for the Raptors. So I was thinking about, yeah, I wanted to say I'm glad that you made it through the gauntlet, but like shout out to Vivek and shout out to Keyshawn, man. 100%. I love the. I, I'm gonna. Be, speaking of 
speaking of sparking joy, Keyshawn sparks so much joy. Keyshawn is just joy. Like, yeah. persona. He's, he's always smiling. He's always happy. Five foot one, pure so joy. So much energy. Alex is, like, in the corner <laughs> crying again. Like, oh, the fourth no. time this week. Yeah, we oh, miss no. him a lot. We miss him a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's been two days. It's been the longest two days of... Uh, the Raptors of, season. Uh, correct. <laughs> yeah. yep. The big point differential we've suffered. Well, I thought I'd call up and try and spark a different kind of joy. And I was actually thinking a lot this week about <laughs> the term the washed king just seems to keep coming across oh, my yeah. my Instagram. Yeah. Okay. And, and I've been laughing a lot about this nickname and I really cannot figure out where it's come from. And I've just kind of decided that LeBron self-appointed himself that nickname. He that's loved exactly it. exactly what happened. I think he saw it one time and he's it's like, that's me. <laughs> He's creating this narrative for himself, which he yeah. loves to do. Yeah. And it got me thinking about how the absolute worst nicknames mm. in the NBA are those which are self-appointed. Okay, this is great. All right, let's hear um, it. Kate, you really do call prepared. Yeah, and these are the best calls. <laughs> Kate, we just got to make you like a permanent fixture of the show. We do appreciate it. I, had, I actually have a lot. I, have a, I kind of write down notes about things I'm thinking about. So I actually have a lot of material, but this is the one that really stuck with me this week. Um you should see my friends get so annoyed because I send them really long introspectives about about bizarre inane things. Um, so, I mean, so the Wash King. I mean, I kind of let's let's kind of go. It's kind of funny, but it's kind of ridiculous. Um, you know, the Black Mamba was another self-appointed nickname, and you know, while it became pretty prolific mm. uh, with Kobe, I just think that we can say suck it to <laughs> to that nickname because he. You know, he appointed it himself. Yeah. Waggy P um, <laughs> would have been a great I'm a, nickname. I'm, I'm really into it, that nickname. What's wrong actually? with Swaggy P? Nothing's wrong with it oh, okay, except good. for the fact that it was self-appointed. Okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. What about uh, um, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson's nickname? Sorry? Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Oh, see, he never actually self-appointed that. A fan he, came out with that, and he was simply decrying the, you know, the garbage pale dog Garbage, garbage junkyard. I'm talking about <laughs> Hustle Man Chap. What are oh, the calm, you know, Hustle calm... Man Chap, but he was saying that he didn't like the 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 junkyard dog. He didn't want to be yeah. junkyard he, dog 3.0. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He probably did so his research because junkyard dog 2.0 was Damari Carroll, and that you also, don't want you don't want to be associated with that. As yeah. a no, restaurant. you don't want to be associated. You don't want to be any 2.0 or 3.0. Like, but, come on, we yeah. can we can do better than that. That's fair. That's and fair. if you're going to be 2.0, Junkyard Dog 2.0 is a low point. Like, you might, yeah, it's it could a be really like low KD 2.0. Yeah, dark, be dark Air Canada to 2.0. Something like that. <laughs> junkyard Dog 2.0 yeah. is crazy. Yeah, it's true. Maybe the most egregious of all of the self appointed nicknames, in my opinion, yeah. is uh, Ke- Kevin Durant, who, who, uh, yes. who rejected what could have been the best nickname of all time slim reaper. slim reaper yeah. yeah and said that he would prefer to be the servant yeah the servant. shout out to carl lentz that's a you know that's a deep cut for my uh, evangelical crowd um <laughs> but yeah that was a, he really he wanted to be called the servant he wanted to be kind remember when he said i wanted to be number two because he was the second uh pick in the draft kevin durant um Truly a unique superstar. I'll say that much. Yeah, a lot of superstars want to be number two. Yeah, dude, he's just so in his own head all the time. I just want, I want, I want to take KD under my wing mm. and just, you know, shelter him. Fair enough. So he can just be be best. You know, just be the best. Yeah, Kyrie Irving doesn't seem to be a too job too good a job for his mentorship there. Yeah, Josh. I mean, they're, they're they're interesting. They're two interesting cats. I'm pretty. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to be able to do together on the on the floor. At the at the very least, we're in for some treats in uh, in uh, in 2020. That's yeah, true. I was going to say the Atlantic Division is about to be just hell yeah. after being like the worst division in at least basketball, maybe more than just basketball. Um, the Atlantic, the Titanic Division has become like literally the cream of the crop. Yeah, like, it's, it's going to be pretty Celtics, tough. Right? Raptors, it's great that the Raptors Nets are good. Got their chip before it reloaded. Yeah, yeah, and then exactly. the Knicks, you know, who are going to be the Knicks all the time. But uh, yeah, shout out to the Knicks. Yeah, uh, I love the Knicks, man. And they, 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 I mean, they really think they're going to get Masai too. It's uh, it's adorable. Oh, that, that's such a joke. Like, I don't, I don't even want to. I'm actually more concerned that they might get Bobby Webster than than Masai. Uh, I, I'm also concerned they will get Bobby Webster only in the sense that he's the only one in the front office that acknowledges me when I go to the game because we're both <laughs> Asian. And we dap up. 
and then uh, <laughs> if, if he the leaves, then you have nothing. Be- you know what? I, I actually think it's because after Game Five in Milwaukee, we I saw him in the tunnel. Oh, you're gonna call him out? And I was like, "Yo, it's over, bro. We're not coming back to this like this uh, Harley Davidson ass uh, country. We're not, we're not we're not coming back to this area. We're not coming back to this, this t- lake. arena. No more like uh, yeah, the, the the pile of rubble beside the arena. We're over. It's done. I gave him the Vince Carter. It's done." And Bobby was like, "Yeah, we'll see." And I was like, "No, no, no, dog, it's done. It's, it's done. over. We're not yeah. coming back here." And then, uh, and then it was true. So, all right, it was true. It was yeah. true. Well, did, okay. So, did, it, thinking about bad nicknames got me thinking about good nicknames. And mm-hmm. are you guys familiar with um, the Chinese NBA nickname? Yes, I've seen some of it on Reddit, but I don't know them intimately. No, I know the Mavericks for a very long time were small cows. Like Cavs, oh my god! Like the <laughs> Dallas cow. Dallas Cavs for a while, and the Raptors are pretty much dragons essentially. The drinks. Well, I'm more talking about like the players themselves. I, I know okay. all the teams do, but I mean, one of the most intriguing things about Chinese nicknames um, for NBA players is that because chi- Chinese language is is both visual and phonetic, mm-hmm. you can get a lot of like multi layered puns. Yeah, and I love puns. So I picked out some of my favorites here, and I thought, you know, I'm, you guys might be able to vote on whether these would make great nicknames or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So Giannis yeah. is known as Letters Bro. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. That that's that's that, no problem. Like that doesn't surprise you at all. Understandable. Letters, bro. Will's underwhelmed by Giannis being known as Letters Bro I, in China. I heard that one before. Oh, have you? Uh, okay. I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, that's good. I'm allowed to swear here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, are you so talking about Steph, Steph Curry? Oh yeah, Steph Curry has a few. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite ones was Sprout God or Elementary School Student. <laughs> yeah, but they maybe like... the best one is no is the Sky Fucker. That's um, that's really what it is because the sky's the limit uh, oh as God. it is, and then and then breaking through the sky, breaking through was like they use the euphemism um, mm. fuck. So. You know, there's uh, some phonetic and visual puns that are going on there. And then when Dame Lillard was really good uh, in, I guess it was in 15, 16, and, and beat Curry a couple of times, he was known as the Sky Fucker Fucker. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, is... One of my new favorite ones is um, Stephen Adams is known as King of the Sea because he looks like Jason Momoa from Aquaman. Makes sense. Yeah. These are yeah. great nicknames, man. What Chinese China? What a hell of a place! Yeah, we don't just My- make, we don't just make knockoff stuff. We uh we we come we, we come with some yeah you come prepared ideas. with some original content. Yeah, once in a while. <laughs> Alex is um, in the background disagreeing. <laughs> oh yeah, understandably. That's it's, a, it's a one country. Bringing it back around to the Mamba nicknames, there's like a whole bunch of Mamba nicknames. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is for Kyrie Irving, who's not only known as potassium iodide because Ki, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which I really like. Uh, which I really liked a lot, but he's also known as the Flat Mamba. Oh, wow, that's amazing! These wow, are... yeah. wow. The Flat uh, Eric Gordon is known as Pi P I Mamba because uh, his face is so round; it can be used to calculate the altitude of Pi. Yes. Yes. Oh my. Finally, someone has else has seen this. I've yeah. been saying this forever. That Eric, yeah, he has a very round face. Eric Gordon's head is a dime. Yeah, like it's Queen Elizabeth in a yeah. circle. Yeah, no, no. it Holy is crazy. Wow, the back of his head should yeah. say Regina. Perfect. <laughs> um, Andre Iguodala is known as Coffin Mamba, uh, which can Coffin also be Mamba. translated as the undead or vampire Mamba. Because okay. he plays like an old man during the regular season, but comes back to life in the playoffs. Who and the annual transformation is really... known as the opening of the coffin lid. That's that's amazing. That's, I, that's I amazing. love that one. And then maybe one of my one of my very favorite ones because it's just so uh, layered is Hardened is known as the porcelain mamba. Mm. Oh, no. um, because in China, I guess there's a bumping porcelain is a euphemism for faking traffic accidents due to going all the way back to the, the Qing dynasty. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the porcelain mamba is always wow. faking it. Wow. I would call him the ice mamba because he's only good until it gets warm outside. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he had a bunch of That is DeMar DeRozan. All right, Kate, thanks so much for calling in. This is an amazing call. This is a very good call. Yeah. You are very that's prepared, right. and we appreciate that endlessly. 
Please call oh, next week. Yeah, you know what? I just wanted to give you a bit of a respite from what's, uh, you know, we're coming up on the 15th, so you're bound to have a bunch of um, trade questions coming your way. So yeah, good wait. luck. Yeah, I was going right. to say, the first car was already that. So thank you so much. <laughs> right. And thank you again to uh, the Chinese fans that nicknamed Eric Gordon the Pie Mamba. All right. The Pie Mamba. That's insane. All right, peace. It's <laughs> so good. 3.14. Okay, good. Goodbye, Dan. Bye-bye. All right. Eric Gordon. <laughs> That's incredible. That is very, very good. All right, we got... Um, we got Arun, actually. Uh, we have Arun on the line. We have Arun on the line. <laughs> Arun, what's good? What's, what's good? It's a token. Arun, you there? <laughs> Yo, what up? What up? What it do, baby? All right. Wow. Our, our token has called in. We're, we're, we filled the quota now. Yeah. Um, so, you, I... I, like, listen, from the from the DMs, I've been hearing some things about Norman Powell, and we have a Jamaican here who loves Norman Powell and has an uncle literally named Norman Powell. What do you got to say? What do you got to say to him about Norman Powell? No, Norman Powell's trash, B. Take it back. Straight garbage. Nah, no, I'm going to take it I back. I can bang Complete it on garbage. you right now. Yo, yo, why, why are you throwing the ball away for no reason? Why does, he it's, hate, it's, why does he hate passing the ball directly to people? Because that's not his job. <laughs> That's, his job is to look at the basket and run towards it. I've never seen a man throw a bounce pass two feet ahead of the guy who was trying to bounce it to. That was really bad on the break when he tried to hit OG. That was Where, rough stuff. What was going on? That was Yo, really why does stuff. Norm get, get into his stance on defense only to get blown directly <laughs> by the next possession? Like the next second? Like how, do you, how, do you, how does someone get into defensive possession? Position? I'm not playing with you. I'm hung up. <laughs> <laughs> Norm Powell, Norm Powell, like is being tasked with a lot out of nowhere. Uh-huh. I know he asked for it, but he clearly doesn't have the ability. <laughs> <laughs> he like he's um, not that he's he's fine. He's Dion Waiters. He shouldn't be. Um, he shouldn't have this bigger role in the offense that he currently has, and mm-hmm. he's doing. But he can't. I, it sucks because you know Norm Powell shouldn't have a long leash, and he has a he has just enough rope to hang himself right now. Wow. Okay. I was just. Gonna say, I thought you were going to say he's. He does a lot of really good things, but then he, he just takes a lot off the table. You know. He's, yeah. He's, he's like most men. <laughs> he just shouldn't have so much license. He's getting to do too much in the offense, and it's costing. Yeah. But you know, listen. Honestly, would we would we have won more games in this stretch where Fred's been banged up without Norm or with Norm? Um. Let's say it was Langston Galloway instead or something. Like a real league average, like a Wayne Ellington. Is Langston <laughs> Galloway league average? Yeah, no. He's average no, for getting no. raw. But why do we have to? Why do we have to pretend about Langston Galloway when we could just play like Terrence Davis for twenty five minutes? Yeah, okay, that's fair. I, fair. I agree. Well, I like think honestly, like if would, that's the replacement, would they have been better with twenty five minutes per game from Terrence Davis? Maybe even thirty. Honestly, with Fred out, Terrence Davis. No, okay, let's, not, let's relax. Norm, Terrence Norm Davis Powell, isn't getting to thirty minutes without fouling out. Yeah, oh, he that's fouls too much. That's fair. Norm Powell te- doesn't seem to foul a ton, but he also plays very bad defense at times. Really bad. I mean, yeah, I just really think decision making is not there for Norm. Yeah, but he's still useful. That's the thing. No, you just need like everybody else on the floor to be smart. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's no, like it's, it's like a group project. You know what I mean? Like if Norm Powell was like the guy, like doing most of the writing and researching and presenting. Yeah, it's not Norm Powell's be- job. His job is look. We're gonna finish this project, yeah. and you have to submit it at eight a.m. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you just have You're to go to job. school. Shout out, to, shout out to my homie in first year, uh, Korean guy. Couldn't really speak any English. Oh, he man. said he's like, look, man, I can do all the research. Mm-hmm. I can't do any of the writing, but I can hand it in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, done. You got it, buddy. That's a great, go do that. Great and that's what Norm's role should be. Yeah, hand it in. As in, uh, Marcus saw hands you the the ball right at the <laughs> and rim. You, hand it you in. lay it in. <laughs> Or you're wide open for three, you, you hand it the ball, you shoot the ball. Because he is good at finishing. Everything else is bad. Bad, yeah. But, wow. What a great call from uh, Asa- uh, I mean, Arun. Sorry. Arun. Yeah. <laughs> Arun Asad. Now I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, seriously. Um, congratulations on being uh, the only Yahoo rem- employee remaining, yeah. Arun. Yeah, Asad? Well. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> well. Yeah, no. All right. Honestly, loving a check. Wanted to just shout out real quick uh, Will Lou Fitz. Coming out here oh, with the God. best. I see it. I only, I love ha- it. I only have six items in my closet, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like this vest. You guys have seen this vest before. Anyway, uh, Assad, for real. Um, we'll hit you later. All right. Yeah, thanks for calling in, man. Peace. Appreciate Bye. It, bro. 
All right, wow. We have a... This is all bangers so far. Yeah, it's all bangers. We have uh, Legend Vitaly from Moscow. Vitaly, you're on the line with me and Will. (laughs) What was that? That's the... uh, That's that's the Vonip connection. (laughs) Vitaly. Hi, guys. How you doing? How's it going? Good. How are you? Good, good. Welcome back. I I listened to the show last week. Uh, Thank you for the shout-out. I heard you guys mention me. Yeah. Uh, yes, how are you doing? Uh, I wanted, I listened a couple of weeks back to, uh, Will, your podcast with, uh, Jack Armstrong. Yeah. First of all, I want to say, man, Jack Armstrong in Toronto is a legend. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know about he adopted two children. Honestly, it was very three. moving. Three. It, three children. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, really felt like I saw, listened to a side of him. I didn't know. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, how did you pull this off? How did you get this interview? <laughs> I see him at the arena, so I just walked up to him, and he's a nice guy. And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And then we, you know, we, we we did the interview, and he's like, "Wow, people listen to your show." And I was like, "Apparently, yeah." And so he, but he was very nice. We actually had to record twice because uh, my my equipment screwed up on me the first time. So and that's that's what I wanted to ask you. You, I listened, and you said the first time was really epic. There were some good moments, but mm-hmm. you lost it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Could you tell us maybe some snippets, like? Something from that uh, podcast that we may have missed that uh, you would be cool to share. Uh, I mean, he was talking about like he so he knows a lot of people. I imagine like he was just casually mentioning like some NFL owners that he's friends with, and he's talking to them about you know their perspectives on Masai, and it was kind of interesting. You never hear you know NFL executives talk about you know counterparts in yeah. that in that kind of way. He well, he talked about. Uh, Matt Devlin's hair as a young man because they worked together a very, very long time ago and uh, said a lot of nice things. I mean, honestly, we did recreate most of the things that we said, so I don't know what that's going, what that is. is I don't want to assume what uh, that yeah, is. Yeah, I... Oh, I'm actually in New York right now. I've been here for business uh, oh, last awesome. week. I, I'm just... In the yeah, it's my body's place. Um, oh, that's amazing. Sorry, you you think this is uh, the what you call it, uh, devil devil lettuce? Yeah. No, no, mm, of course. Um, ask ask you something else, yeah, uh, course, and I course. may be I may be late on this, but this was an interesting story. Um, did you notice this with Patrick Patterson on Instagram? There was a situation. He said something like bulldog. I I kind of did story, but I don't know really what to think of it. Do you guys have like a take on this whole situation? He put his foot in his mouth and what? the Patrick Wait, Patterson. Can you explain? Can I explain? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Patrick yeah, Patterson go, go he had all those yeah. unkind things to say about uh, Blackwell. Oh, that I thought. You, I thought. You, okay, yeah. No, no, I heard. I saw that. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, go ahead. It's just embarrassing. Like embarrassing, um, we, as a society, don't treat black women as well as we ought to, and Patrick Patterson is. Uh, as an example of that, as much as anybody else, uh, this man asking this this man's asking us about Patrick Patterson. <laughs> while smoking this is some this iconic. Is the best call ever, man. Um, yeah, no, he's, seriously, he's, Pat, man, that's disgusting. What you're saying? Yeah, man. keep your well, mouth... because you know English, like my second language. I didn't know what like what connotation what yeah. this was mean. But I think people go to card on him. Uh, I seen him when I was in. He seems like nice guy. He's, he yeah, made I... a mistake. Yeah, and he I think he apologized. He said he put his foot in his mouth and he I don't, like I still you know don't care much for his apology, but um you know, he can he has his own life to live. He has a great career, a great life, you know. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. these guys put their foot in their mouth. Anywho, I, I'm happy uh, it's it's Pascal Siakam playing power forward now. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, he's downgrade over Mr. 15% from three, Patrick Patterson, oh, for okay. sure. Oh, we need this. We need this. Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, the Raptors really... are now down 12 again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Mr. Every shot that counts, he can't hit. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to say, honestly, like, yes, we've lost, what, three of our last four? Mm-hmm. Four of our last Four or five. Okay. Make it worse. Yeah. The sky's not falling, guys. We're on pace for 50, over 50 wins. We go. have a, a new star in Siakam. When Blit is developing, we have injuries. We will be good. We'll probably make conference finals. You guys just need to relax. They act like it's some uh, shit show. It will be okay. 
That's all I want to say. There we go. They should be able to turn it around, but it's... Uh... Okay, deep, deep breath, guys. It's going to be a good season. And just remember, Joel Embiid is big fraud. <laughs> all right. Yo, all this right. is the best call ever. Thank you, Vitaly. <laughs> all right. Bro. Salute to Vitaly. Cheers, guys. All right. Yeah, we'll enjoy your we'll night, talk man. to you soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Peace. Uh, this oh is oh my god! This is this, this guy's a legend. Yeah, man. seriously, this guy's a legend. Uh, he definitely thought we were we thought we were smoking weed on live with us. I, I mean, you know, not I mean, not to stereotype. <laughs> I thought it was he was pouring like vodka like right in front yeah, of the microphone. Like, what is going on? But then when he said it was shisha, I was like, wow, damn. Yeah, a man international. Yeah, man international. Calling from New York. Calling from Moscow next week. Um, <sighs> need a breath. All right, we got, we got some hot takes coming in. All right, we have. Uh, Deep from Victoria. How's it going? You're on the line with me and Will. Yo. Now you're not there? Do, 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 do. All right. Well, this is why we have prepared segments. Yeah. For lulls like this where we have the phone lines open, you can call the numbers below and we will uh, get you hooked up with our producers. 263-8297. Yeah. 416-263-8298. 416-263-8298. Call in. Um, and you can uh, connect with our producers and get on the show. But in the meantime, Josh, you and I have done some preparing. Um, and so I kind of already touched on this the last episode, but not really because I ended up getting sidetracked and did a Marie Kondo <laughs> exercise on the Raptors. But let me ask you this. Why is this team suddenly so bad? And give me one tangible and immediately actionable task that we can get them on the right right path. Um... An immediate task and get them right on the right path. Mm-hmm. I think I know y- yours. Do you want to talk about the transition problems here now? I think the getting the uh, Ronda House, Ronda House, Jefferson, Chris Boucher, uh, Terrence Davis uh, tandem back on the court is important to the Raptors mm. succeeding. Um, the so Ra- you want you want to just see those two together, those three together. So the Raptors' defense is still really good, but they haven't been able. They're a defense. They're a team that predicates a lot of their offensive attack and transition after uh, creating stops on the defensive end. And their offensive efficiency and transition is tanked. You were looking it up right before the show. What what, what was the uh, statistic? Yeah, so this is a big problem. So before uh, Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka came back, the Raptors scored 19.6 points per game in transition and allowed 11.6 per game from the opposition. So that's plus 8 in just transition points. Yep. That's a huge advantage. If you give me plus 8 in any category, in any sort of thing in basketball, it's going to be huge. Now, since Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka come back, the Raptors are averaging 14.8 points per game in transition and allowing 14.2. So only an advantage of plus 0.6. That right there, that was 7.4 points per game that the Raptors used to get as an advantage over the other teams in transition. Yep is really, really turning this team from a really good one into one that's kind of painfully average. Yeah. Until this problem is reversed. Now, we know they have the potential to force turnovers and play in transition, and they're still a fast team. But having said that, their transition defense has slipped. They have given up more of that uh, up because I think, honestly, their offense hasn't been running as smoothly. Yeah. And also, they're just slower as a team. Yeah. Um, With these two guys in, especially I think Serge has really been the one that uh, if you watch, honestly, Boucher play versus Serge play, Boucher definitely has more energy, especially while Serge is still dealing with the ankle thing. So, uh, yeah, I think, honestly, that accounts for most of why the Raptors are struggling. You're yeah. losing 7.4 points per game in the, tra- in, the, in the transition game. And Serge has been really bad in transition, and his touch seems to be really off. And I do think it has a lot to do with the injury because his mechanics just don't seem right. He's missing at the rim. He's missing from the uh, elbow where he's been good for so much of his career. Even along the baseline, he hasn't looked great. I think he can turn it around, but uh, um, I think that that is one of the bigger problems that we're we're facing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's take another call. All right, we got um, Robbie on <laughs> Robbie Johnson from Ottawa on line one. Robbie, what's good? Robbie. How's it going, RJ? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Well, this is my friend Rob. Uh, he lives in Ottawa. When I lived out there, we became mm-hmm. pals. Cool. Um, I think he's calling in to, uh, I don't know, beak me about fantasy football or ask maybe a thoughtful question about the Raptors. All right. I do. All right. What's up? So, my question has to do with Masai and the Knicks. Oh. Um, I know I know Tannenbaum kind of 
tried to weather the storm a bit and, and telling all Raptors fans that he stayed put. But I don't know. To me, it sounds like if I'm Masai, the, the draw to go to the Knicks and kind of fix that whole franchise and make them legitimate, I don't know. It seems like such a big draw and like legacy builder for him where in Toronto, now that he's won a championship and, and done everything to fix our franchise, do you think he's maybe bored and going to a big city like New York is him? more than what is kind of being said and how much he says he loves it here and is staying here? Uh, well, I mean, there's honestly two ways to look at it. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to pretend like we know Masai that well, that uh, we know exactly how he's thinking. Um, but I will say this. It's weird to argue fixing an unfixable problem as an appeal. You know, yeah. it's like... Uh, it's it's like oh look at this dude he's permanently broken but someone's gonna come try to fix him as their partner it's like that doesn't really happen outside of like TV shows written by men <laughs> and right. it, it feels very much like that in this case with the Knicks um, in terms of what Masai here's the thing I can also look at it this way the, Masai built the Raptors from the ground up really like he I mean even those details sure. in that uh, profile by Trevor Cole in Toronto Life but you know, Masai when he came to this organization handed the team uh, a list of 14 people in the organization. you got to fire these people right now, yeah. and we got to start fresh. And we, he brought in this whole crew, Bobby, Dan Tolzman, Teresa. Like, all these people are people that he brought in, and young people, and he started to build this thing. And I still think of it as something that it's being built in progress. Because yeah. I don't think, you know, even though you won the championship, yeah, that's, that's cool. But I think, honestly, he wants to build it into, like, a sustainable thing, like he said. As big as Manchester United, as big as Liverpool, yeah. um, and they're not. Yeah, I think the Raptors aren't. The Raptors are not a international sports sporting franchise. Not no, not even yet. Close. Not yet. Um, and they might not. Honestly, I don't think any basketball team can get to that level because it's the just Lakers the, are close. No, I'm wrong. The scale, of, the scale of like United and Liverpool versus any other franchise, honestly, and anything is is different. But what I was trying to say is that like I, Masai has built this, and I don't really see a reason why Masai wouldn't want to leave something that he built. Yeah, and I That's think my, my take is that Masai. Also, the Knicks are ass. <laughs> yeah, I think Masai, I think one of the big problems for Masai to go to New York is to work for James Dolan. Um, James Dolan right. is a you know track record of not being able to um, source executives who make good decisions um, to uh, keep ones that do around. Um, I think like and then he fires everyone except for himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets a whole new uh, batch of musicians around him to open for Jethro Tull. Um, <laughs> That's actually his life, though. Yeah, seriously. He's but really, I, I, I agree. Like a rich, <laughs> mediocre rich. Dude. I agree with Will that I don't think the Raptors are actually. Where I don't think that Masai's ambitions for this franchise have been satisfied yet. I think that there's a lot of headroom on what the Raptors can be, and Masai won't leave until that's done. Um, Masai Ujiri could be the greatest talent scout of domestic players that's ever existed, but he decided to take his scouting operation to a different continent where we've seen only a handful of elite talents from. Masai's very committed to leaving a huge legacy and not just one of success. I think Masai wants to, yeah, build a sporting franchise in Canada that rivals the, you know, if if at the end of Masai's tenure here you think Lakers, Celtics, Knicks, Bulls, Raptors, then I think Masai right. would be satisfied. And we're not there yet. We're really just like, I don't know. Do you think he uses this in contract negotiations, though? Because he's due for one, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. He's getting the fucking Brinks truck pulled up yeah, to his house. Yeah, he's getting the bag. He's getting the bag. I mean, he was going to get the bag yeah. regardless, but obviously it helps to have more leverage. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's ruling it out entirely, but I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I still think ultimately when it comes time to decide, he'll pick Toronto because, quite frankly, it's just way better of a situation than the Knicks. Yeah. I mean, making your life I mean, harder for yourself is not something Masai generally likes to do, I don't think. No. It doesn't make sense. And, yeah. like, he did, he did turn out, I mean, rumored shares for from the Wizards this day, so... I feel like if it came down to it, Masai can get a piece of that action from MLSC. Yeah, if he needed to. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And then I have one more question uh, in regards to Kevin Love. What would be the, the ideal lineup if they did it, and what do you see that um, Cleveland's asking for going the other way? I don't think they're asking that much because that contract is bad. Like, yeah. he's getting paid Terrible. 30 Terrible. plus million, and he's 31 years old. Uh, and it's on the books through 2021, which is the summer that people really, really want to keep space for. Um, how Kevin Love would match up in the Raptors offense, I honestly think if you replaced him with someone like Marcus Gasol, for example, it's kind of like 
it's just entirely different, right? Mark brings so much for you defensively yeah. that allows everyone right. else to operate, and he's unselfish offensively. I mean, he's limited offensively. That's the real answer, but he's also very unselfish, and he helps other people thrive. If you have Kevin Love in that situation, and first off, he has got to buy into the situation, yep. which I don't think will be that big of a problem, but still, it is a question mark. He has to buy in, but even if he does buy in, he's still really bad on defense. Yep. Um, Terrible. And he's probably taking shots away from a guy like Pascal, yeah. if I'm being honest, right? Because right now, Marcus is shooting, like, what, three times a game? It feels like yeah. may- maybe five. So uh, <laughs> you replace that with suddenly a guy who's shooting, like, 17 times, yeah. and so you're going to get full value on Kevin Love. Then you got to take away 12 more shots from everyone else. Yeah. And, yeah, so and I would rather trade for a, a wing. Yeah. A, that's, that's my personal preference. Even in, like, okay. an, another, yeah, a it's not the worst idea. Like I, I like Kevin Love, but like, he would be a good player on this team. But I don't think he. Feel like, yeah, the contract seems to be the big holdup, yeah. which is weird because he said he wants to go to Portland, but they also have like massive contracts there already. They'd have to send back CJ. Maybe it'd be CJ in a three-way deal. Who knows? <clears throat> CJ to the weird. Orlando Magic. That'd be tight. Uh, man, <laughs> Demar Derozan just cool. All right, Rob. punching air right now. Yo, thanks for your time. Thank good you. to see you, Josh. Yeah, good speaking to you. Good you luck on. Fantasy this weekend? Fantasy. Yeah, you too, man. <laughs> All right. Hopefully see you in the finals. Hell yeah, pal. Likely, All right. All right. Cheers, right, guys. Thanks. Left to you and said. Yeah, thanks, dude. Wow. Rob has a kid on the way. It's like, very exciting. That's that's fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, We have Sam from Stratford on line two. Sam, you're rocking with the champs. Is that your go-to line now? Yeah. Did you watch the Moshe Kasher and uh, Neil Brennan podcast? Uh, no. No, no so, I didn't. But also, hey, shout out to the time Neil Brennan was on At Large with Alex Wong. Neil Brennan did Alex's podcast? Yes, he did. Was it a good time? Thumbs up or thumbs down? It was really good. Oh, wow. That's pretty tight. Yeah. All right. Let's see if Sam's there. Sam, are you Sam, there? Come on. How much time do you want us to buy? Sam. Hello. Hey, Sam. How's it going? Good. How are you? Uh, pretty good. What's life like in Stratford? What's that? What's life like in Stratford? Life in Stratford. Oh, where do I begin? Uh, it's cold. Okay. Tight. I don't know. Probably I no colder than it is where you are. I went <laughs> to the Justin Bieber pizza pizza once, and it's pretty cool. You went to the Justin Bieber what? Pizza pizza. He like appears in it and never say never. Some uh, oh, geez, uh yeah. like teenage girl asked me to leave my seat because I was in uh, a Bieber seat, and I said, "Okay." okay. And really? Then I went to go see Jesus Christ Superstar at this theater there. It was a very fascinating. And you were in Bieber's seat. Yeah, he like sat down in that pizza pizza. Somebody said, "Can oh, I have your so seat?" So weird. Justin Bieber sat there. I'm like, okay. Word. Man, he actually used to be. Uh, he used to play basketball at the uh, YMCA here, and there were sort of stories of him growing up and being a little shithead on the court. But <laughs> I never played against him. Uh, fair enough. That's good. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You want to talk about Pascal? Yeah, he's a really peculiar player, and it's kind of. I think I wanted to call just so I could think out loud a little bit. Like when I, first of all, when we think about his trajectory and we think about, you know, him having started playing so old, mm. it kind of. I think as an onlooker, and you're thinking, okay, well, how good can this guy get? You can't really compare him to a lot of other players in the league, at least none that I can think of off the top of my head, and. If you're Masai Ujiri and you just give him this extension, it's like, I guess I'm just like, what do you guys think Masai is thinking Siakam's going to look like 18 months from now? Is it going to be a face-up game that suddenly develops? Is it going to be a more developed post-game? Is he going to put on weight so that he can make that sort of, you know, mid-post game more effective? Like, what is what do you guys think he's going to look like? I think it's the face-up game. I really do. Um, I yeah. think he's going to develop a better jumper. And I think we've already seen him take strides in the, making the jump shot. The weird thing is, if you just look at the numbers, his number, his shooting percentages in terms of jump shooting is probably down from last year. But you got to consider right. the context and how these jumpers are being shot. Yeah. He's creating mm-hmm. them by himself now. A lot he's more about the them break. Off the break, uh, above the break, he's taking them off the dribble, and he's taking them against defenses that are usually putting their best defender on him and also usually putting two defenders on him. So right. I think this right. is part of the transition process. I, you know, Nick Nurse said like in a practice, uh, maybe about a month back, maybe three weeks, where he was like, honestly, Pascal is like 
18 months away, basically. 12, exactly. 12 to 18 yeah. months away from where he's going to be as a shooter. So we're kind of seeing the growth in real time. And one of the issues with seeing growth is that it's exciting when you see it, yeah. but it's also really, really discouraging when they fail. But you kind of have to mm. let him ride it out right now. Right now, honestly, I think Pascal has shown definitely more skills than he did last season. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his numbers and it, overall have still been pretty good. It's just that, like, yeah, he needs to continue developing because by no means is even the start of this season, that version of Pascal, that's not a finished product, and that cannot be a finished product yeah. for a number one guy. Yeah. So he's going to mm-hmm. keep improving. Whether he gets there or not, I mean, I don't know. All I know is the man works like crazy. Like, every time you go to practice, he's always there working on extra drills. And I'm telling you, all he works on – well, not all, but most of what he works on is a face-up game. Mm. So I really do think that's the next area of improvement for him. It is interesting because when you see, at least when I when I'm watching him and you know, and the defense recognizes, okay, they're just dumping it to Siakam and he's going to create. Siakam looks really hesitant to sort of just pivot and open up towards the basket. Like he right away yep. puts his back to the basket, yeah, and yeah. when he does that, he goes for the spin move. But he's he's approaching it from so far away from the basket that he's spinning into traffic. And when you have your back to the basket, you mm-hmm. can't see help coming. So it's yep. like you have to like. It's just so interesting that he just keeps like sort of deferring to that kind of like knee jerk. I'm going to post up, you know, just inside the three point line. It's like, no, dude, just like face up and take your time. You look at Kawhi. I mean, I'm not saying that he can be that way, but it's like, it just seems like such an obvious thing that hasn't happened yet, or at least that he hasn't tried to do yet. Yeah. I think it's just confidence. Don't you think? Yeah. I think what, like eventually Pascal's game when it's, uh, sort of idealized will mean he's able to take somebody face up, they'll come in, he's able to blow past pretty much anybody. I mean, he's not super strong, but he's fast and long. And then he can mm-hmm. get to the, to the rim. Right now, he wants to immediately post somebody up and back them down, and he's driving into traffic, and he's not strong to take over, you know, every... Unless it's a favorable matchup, he can't mm-hmm. blow past somebody that from that far from the basket. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I also think that there is there is an element of fatigue when I watch him, and yeah. only in the sense that he does seem to be, in more than previous years, really discouraged when things don't go his way. Mm-hmm. And you can see the frustration coming out of him. And I think a lot of that does have to do with the fact that, A, he's had to do way more than he's ever done. He's got way more responsibility. Um, but also, the, I just think the man's kind of tired. And I think that's also part of being a number one guy is managing your energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like jumping right into it is, I mean, going all out as a number one guy, it's really exhausting. Like, Giannis can do it. But like not a lot of not a lot of players can regularly do it. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm honestly like I'm pretty happy with what I'm seeing from Pascal. I think these are just regular growing pains, and you know, it's these are all val- valuable teaching experiences. And uh, we'll see. Uh, I mean, yeah. If he's still the same player like a year from now, then I'm a little bit more concerned. But right now, mm-hmm. I think objectively he's taken another big step, and uh, it's just you know seeing him learn and adapt. And yeah. uh, it's been very rewarding to watch him, to be honest. And like the thing that you and I talk about is just making sure that his floor is. Really high. It's high. Because it needs to be for this team to Mm -hmm. predictably win. And I'd like to see him, you know, make a name for himself in, like, these fourth quarters. Like, down the stretch, he's just not been – because it's – I want there to be a a, a highlight clip uh, or, like, a package of uh, fourth quarter performances from Pascal Siakam at the end of this year for, you know, you to break down and say he's developed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Start the propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. You need that propaganda. Fax Kellerman. All right. Well, Sam, thank you. Enjoy. Thank effort. you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Be good. All right. Cheers, guys. Peace. There we go. All right. Before we take another call from uh, Deep, who's called back from Victoria, we got to clear some of these uh, these these YouTube comments as well. But we do have to get to our signature segment, <laughs> Stanley Suggestions. Stanley Suggestions. It is a segment like no other. It really is. <laughs> An extremely regional segment. Yeah. Where well, we recommend for Stanley, um, who has probably some time. Today I saw my practice working pretty hard. I think he's getting healthier, That's which is good. good. So he's got less time now. The Raptors had this, like, uh, uh, what would you really call this thing? Like a reaction time gadget thing? So they had, like, nine pillars set up around him, mm-hmm. these little posts, and they would light up, and he would have to dribble the ball and then touch the post that lights up. Well, you know what I mean? It's an agility yeah, yeah, yeah. reaction drill. So I think he's getting back in, uh, into health, and that's good, and hopefully we can stop doing these and, you know, focus on another player that has uh, Who would be free the next time. player up? Uh, Dewan's Destinations is my next one. <laughs> I, I, I'm really liking that one. But uh, um, in the meantime, it's still Stanley Suggestions. What's your Stanley Suggestion for this week? So this week, it's a little early, but I think he's going to need to get on top of it to make it. Um, next week, 
uh, Uncut Gems uh, premieres in Toronto. Um, the film featuring Adam Sandler, Adina Menzel, Kevin Garnett, directed by the Sadfi brothers, who directed a fucking Jay-Z video two years ago. Hmm. Um, get your tickets cool. early. It's coming to Tiff Bell Lightbox, and you are got to hit it up. I'm reminded of the time uh, John Travolta said uh, Adina Menzel. <laughs> oh, I can't even remember what he uh, said. Just look it up. Just, man. He just said he was up. Alphabet. Uh, what was the Alphabet th- Bro? Alphabet Bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, my stainless suggestion this week is to visit Mandarin and Etobicoke on Queensway. Salute to Not this one. That's not, the one in Rexdale. Not the one in That's probably a better one, to be honest. But the Don't one on Etobicoke. It's, it's, it's on Queensway. Yep. Uh, and it's not far away from. It's actually within walking distance, even in wintertime. It's within walking distance to uh, Queensway Compl- uh, Cineplex. That is a great Queensway. Yeah, there we go. So that's honestly, actually, as someone who grew up in Etobicoke, the best possible date in yeah, Etobicoke. Like, you can it's maybe that go or to Tom's that- Dairy Freeze. Are you talking about Dimitri's? On no, Tom's Dairy Freeze on Queensway. But Dimitri's on Royal York is also That's great also date. one. Yeah, that's that's up there, too. But this is, this is probably it. Going to Mandarin and going to Queensway Cineplex and playing some of the... Uh, playing some of the arcade games beforehand yeah. they've really expanded that and also you know it's a uh, you know it's probably where i'm going to spend christmas after the raptors uh you know beat the celtics on christmas day i'll probably go catch a movie with my uh my father and my that's, little brother and my cousin that's very sweet we have someone who wants to join us for stanley's suggestions wow okay samir in houston you are on uh with me and will you have a suggestion for stanley johnson Yes, actually, I was thinking, um, you guys suggest lots of stuff for Stanley to do when he's in Toronto. Yeah. But what about when he's on the road? He does travel with the team, right? So, okay, fair. Um, <laughs> no, he does. He does. I, know, I know. Come on. Yeah. So, so, since he travels uh, on the road, like, what would you say some of the major cities, like, let's just say the Atlantic Division rivals, what are some of the places you suggest for him in those cities? Uh, you're really putting us on the spot. Oh, that's I good... mean, so let's let's start with uh, New York City. So um, I've actually really liked, uh, what's that place that's called? It's like Xi'an's Fine Noodles or something like that. Is that the hand-pulled noodles place? Uh, it kind of is, Damn yeah. it, that was my... I, oh, I'm sorry, you really looked them up. Yeah, wow. I know. Alex you know what I'm talking about? Um, the Nike space in New York City is pretty tight. Mm. The NBA store? The, no, <laughs> that'd no, no, no. That'd be weird. That'd be weird if an NBA weird. player went to the NBA store for you. In Brooklyn... I don't know. There's a pizza spot in Brooklyn, okay, which is really famous. I think. Their Joe's is is good. Gotta get a room um, back on the line. You yeah, know. gotta get a room. <laughs> Honestly, a room. Cremal. Oh yeah, is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Philly, Philly, I actually have a couple of places because we were. I was there for the playoffs. The in, art museum is fantastic. What about Insomnia Cookies? They fixed Kawhi and Insomnia Cookies. They there fixed Kawhi and Kyle Lowry. <laughs> yeah. So if he goes there and has That's a cookie. True. That's that's it. Honestly, like <laughs> that's 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 my Philly suggestion. Yeah. That and also um, Market Square. It's kind of like St. Lawrence Market, but yeah, bigger yeah. and a lot of great food in there. It's in the center of the city. But Insomnia that, Cookies must have whatever than the um, the stuff they gave the Black Panther. Terminal Market. I forget where it was, but <laughs> someone in Philly would know. Um, and then in Boston, I've never been to Boston. Boston's really nice. Um, if he wants to um, go down by the. There's like a colonial path. It's mm. pretty tight. Cambridge is really cool. Shout out to Juliet in Cambridge. That's a rec- restaurant recommendation for you. Um, Union Square Donuts in Cambridge is great. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. But so it, we've covered. That's we've the, covered it. That's, that's the four. Yeah. That's the four. Okay. That's because what, what, I just wanted to say. So I'm, I'm I live in Houston, Texas. Yeah. So when he comes to Houston, yeah. Um, what's your um, There's. Uh, I was talking most of the more of the tourist stuff. So, for example, there's NASA that he sure. could take a visit to, and also Galveston. Aside from that, there really isn't much to do here in Houston. Wow. So. What about? <laughs> what, I'm hearing so much about Cajun crawfish. Oh yeah, th- uh, that's true. Uh, th- there is a uh, crawfish, but I think that's around springtime-ish. Gotcha. Okay, so th- that makes sense this year because he comes in April this time. Okay, there you go. Crawfish, and then also <laughs> hit up James uh, James Harden for uh, late night suggestions. All right, Seriously. anyway, Samir, oh, for sure. Thank you for calling in from Houston. <laughs> All right. All right. Appreciate the love. Yeah, thank be, you. thanks guys. Have a thank good you. weekend. Bye. Stanley suggestions a segment like no other. Yeah, it really is, man. I can't believe it. someone from Houston asking us to give recommendations. Yeah, for that Stanley, that came great. out of nowhere. Um, we finally got the deep. Yeah, deep Take on two. line one. <laughs> deep yarn with the line with Mean Will. All right, how's it going, guys? Yo, pretty good. What's up, guys? How you doing, man? 
First off, I just want to thank you guys for all your hard work. Oh, um, you. I've been following you guys for a long time. Uh, specifically, you, Will Lou, since the Raps Republic yeah, days. Yeah, uh, Raps Republic forever, even though I didn't go to that party last night. But, you know, so <laughs> Kyle The Rock and, and yeah. all, consume all, all the all the content, including this part every week. So oh, you guys you. are great, man. I feel for you guys for losing your team members. Thank you. Yeah, um, so I got, I got a few a few things I want to talk about. Uh, first off, offensively and defensively, what do you guys suggest we start with first? Let's start with uh, defense. That's that's okay. what this team's built on. Defense wins wins championships, right? Okay. Um, so obviously, we're we're a tough team uh, to play against, right? We're we're able to throw various looks and schemes out there, yeah, which are all pluses, right? Sure. But our uh, aggressive trapping and, and doubling. D on opposing stars puts our back end help in jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, scrambling to get open to shooters, uh, for example, Daniel House versus the Rockets, Thibault and the Sixers, yeah. and Lou Will more recently. Yeah. He cooked us. Um, so I personally think, like, of course, that's, that's great. We should be able to, to do that, sprinkling it here and there, right? But mm-hmm. we also got to be able to, to just play man to man and double it and help out of that, right? Um, I um, agree. Stretches the games, manning up. One on one is is often better for our pes- pesky perimeter defenders like OG Norm, yep. yeah. Fred, Kyle, Pascal. Um, and another thing that I, I I I think about is have our bigger guys be the helpers, right? So put mm. like a smaller guy like Norm or Fred on opposing wings and have Pascal or or somebody else come and double who's longer because then they can create deflection. Right. And obviously, when you put Fred on a on a on a bigger guy. Um, he's he's into the guys, but he's also often very good just digging in, right? So yeah, yeah. maybe you don't do that with him, but it's it's nice to have a, a big long guy coming and doubling to to kind of, kind of blow shit up, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and one other thing is uh, remember when OG would would guard Mike Marky Wings one on one like James Harden and yep. just make it real tough on him, like uh, of course. Much. Yeah, they need to go back. To yeah, that. I remember we talked about that last week, or you guys did. Yeah. Well, I mean, my only thing is, like, I, I agree with all of this. I think it's just um, what's being lost a little bit is element surprise. If you're springing yeah. a trap, fundamentally, not, not even just in a basketball term, a trap is supposed to be someone gets lured into something yeah. and is surprised. Yeah. The Raptors are now so well-known and so well-covered, there's tons yeah. of videos out there of what the Raptors are planning to do to teams, and teams are like, we have a we have scouts, so we yeah. already see what's going on. And B, yeah. we know exactly what this team is known for, and so yeah. they're preparing for it. I've seen multiple teams come in and instantly solve the trap because they've practiced for it. Yeah. So you need to now v- change it up a little bit. That's all. I'm just saying the scouting report is out a little bit, just like the scouting report is out on you know Pascal, Pascal. a little bit. Scouting report is out on Nick Nurse a little bit. I don't think it's wrong. I don't think the the the, the traps or anything like that is a bad strategy. It's just that. Uh, he needs to find new ways to surprise the other team with. Yeah, and needs to like have a bit more fundamentally sound defense. Funnel guys to the basket for bad shots and then just cure the defensive rebound. Something the Raptors haven't done reliably. And you like all of the full court presses and all of the boxing ones are great to pull them out to surprise somebody. But when you are running all this cute stuff all the time, like I think mm-hmm. people start to recognize it. And just yeah, put OG and Fred Van Vliet on a, like against the backcourt, and you'll. You'll so be okay. You'll most be time, okay. Honestly, mostly. All right. What do you want to say about offense? We're we're running a little short on time. Okay. Sorry, guys. Um, no, sorry. Offensively, um, versatility. Um, yeah. Just switching stuff up. Like we play lots of spots and we move the ball, which is great. It's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe just running some old school sets and 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 getting good looks. Like yeah. Run a big to small screen and have Pascal go off onto a smaller defender and let him shoot over over him yep. or go one on one against him or set a cross screen for Pascal when he's struggling uh-huh. I agree. and not able to make shots, he, he can't he can't always just create his own shot. Get so the Kyle Surge pick and roll running again. Set, like it's, set a cross yeah. or set a cross screen with maybe Kyle or Fred coming into the post, yeah. sets the screen on his man and then he comes across and he gets switched off and goes that go to jump hook, right? I like it. Um just just switch it up a little bit because playing one on one or just moving the ball isn't isn't really cutting it right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mix it up both on defense and and offense because we're getting real predictable on both sides of the ball right now. Yeah, I like that. Um, and I'll, also, I, I just to quickly interject, I, I like, I would prefer the Raptors tried to establish Siakam inside first, 
Yeah. Rather than have him shoot some jumpers on the outside. Because if he totally. misses those first two jumpers, defense is tightening up. You're never going to get that defense to open back up. Yeah. If totally. he's already attacking the paint early, then he can draw double teams and anything like that. And then when he steps out, he'll have even more open looks because the defense is already you know, withdrawn because they expect him to go to the basket. So he might get especially, easier looks and be in more rhythm. Especially when he's struggling because yeah. when you talk to coaches and, and, and guys are, are, are struggling, you just need to see the ball go through a couple times and, yeah. and your game starts flowing and the basket starts to open up, right? That's just the way basketball is, right? Yeah. Totally um, agree. And a couple hot takes just to, to end off. Sorry, right. guys. Yeah, real quick. Um, we, we struggle nearly as much as the Bulls to score in the half court. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> and defend man-to-man specifically against top teams, which we talked about, right? Yeah. Um, OG needs to become the mini-claw. Study tapes of Kawhi on D mm. and his game He's in general. Of course, of course, he will never be the offensive creator and tough shot maker yet. Yeah. Uh, but take, uh, take specifics like polishing his handle, Constantly active on the weak side. Do you remember those plays when he, when when Kawhi would just dive back for a steal or put his hand and, and like diving backwards? On yeah, the weak side, like, that Minnesota, crazy. that great Minnesota play. Yeah, he's yeah. improving, um, and he's doing it. I think uh, OG's minutes are strange, and he's being put in like bad. He's not being able to be an individual contributor on defenses or on offense as much as he needs to be. For sure, I think he, we can uh, like run parts of the offense for OG. And that's, I agree. And maybe run some pin downs or something for him and have him just get open for shots. Right? Yeah, his bounce seems to be back too. He could definitely yeah. make the most. Like if the Raptors started to do a couple uh, top of the key like dribble handoffs or pin downs for yeah, OG, yeah, cool. and he should obviously make a read. And if he can get to the rim, that's even better, especially when you have Mark at the top passing the ball. Facts. Um, and also one other thing for on the OG line is. Reverse dunk only when you're wide open or driving baseline. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it looks cooler, man. Come it does on. look so much I fun. I know it looks cool. Everything's reverse. Reverse done. layup, reverse dunk. Like, and yeah. Don't do not do that in traffic. Just extend with one or two and put it down with authority, right? Yeah. Um, I'm a big believer in OG, and I mm. have been there for a long time. Yeah. Yep. I guess you could say I was one of those guys who was on the OG over Pascal wagon. Oh, wow. Um, of course, of course, Spicy P has taken off, so... Um, He's, he's on a different level right now, and I love him for mm-hmm. that. Um, and we want to continue to see him grow. Uh, but we really do need to uh, address these issues, like offensive creation, perhaps through the trade market. Uh, we need a pressure release valve who can actually make shots. Maybe that it's two too. guys, right? Maybe yeah. uh, maybe guys who can create a bit and a guy who can address the lack of offense or defensive rebound. Sure. Um, yeah. Who could who could we get? Somebody talked about love earlier. Yeah. Uh, another name is potentially Derek Favors, right? Yeah. Um, or, or some other. I I know neither are really going to defend, so that may not fit the identity of the team per se. Uh, but he could. They could address offensive or rebounding. Like, like Kevin guess. Love just sucks up re- defensive rebounds. Obviously, he's not a very good yeah. defender, and, and it'll kind of change the the look of our and makeup of our team quite a bit. Mm. Uh, but it's something to think about, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and nickname the surge protector for Serge Ibaka. That's it. That I'll end it on that. All right. All right. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Have a great night, guys. Thank nice. you, guys. Peace. All right. Peace. All right. We are going to end the show, but uh, it's not it's not fair to uh, to to leave all these YouTube comments there. All right. Let's so go, we got to let's clear them out real quick. First one from Robert. Uh, can we get out of this funk with a trade? Obviously, we have faith in the development team, but the problem with having undervalued players that we develop is that we have less sellable sellable assets. To get great trades, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. What is I, that? Would you that rather mean? have a good player or a first round pick? I'd rather have a good player. So, yeah, so um, Fred VanVleet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, no, We're not but he's a valuable player. player. There's yeah. no funk on him for being a uh, undrafted player. Look, I, I just let them play through it for for a while. Yeah. Um, if it really fails, then ultimately, like you can move some of the vets for expirings. But it, I don't really makes it doesn't make that much sense to me make that big of a win now trade, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it doesn't. Because I, I, they're not built to contend this year. I'm sorry to say, like it, it's just it's just what it is. They're meant to entertain and be a good team. Next question and develop. Someone needs to ask Ibaka how hungry he is because he's looking like someone just happy to take a check and not to do the work lately. Right. There's a lot um, of things you can say about Serge. One thing you cannot say about him is that he's not work hard, bro. I'm telling you, this man has incredible work ethic. Yeah, he. He just kind of sucks right now. It happens. He just, he's just, he's got calcium in his bones. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) It's calcification. I mean, I don't know, man. He's he's playing real, real. uh, He'll be okay. He needs some oil on those legs. Uh, Um, Caesar, 
asks, uh, is there a place for Patrick McCaw? It seems like he has been absolutely useless since he joined the Raps. That's that's hurtful. Like joined him two days ago or in general? No, in general, I think. Let's be honest. Patrick McCaw's not a useless player. Yeah. He's not a great player, but he's... I think they believe in him. He play, He plays hard. Like, look, we saw a guy who didn't bring much to the table except for effort in Chris Boucher last year. Yeah. And he's evolved into having a game, an NBA-level skill set that will serve him pretty decently as a, you know, fringe rotation guy for probably the next couple of years. Patrick McCaw can probably do that. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't I don't really see the opportunity cost there, so it's fine. Uh, Adnan asks, uh, how do you feel about Apollo 33 as Jamara Moon's nickname? I liked it. Yes, I liked did. it. It was, was unfortunately one of those Apollo missions that failed, but, you know, <laughs> it, I like the nickname. I Honestly, I was such a big uh, Jamara Moon fan as a child. That I went to summer camp and they had one of those like blank T-shirt activities where you can draw on it. And the T-shirt I decided to make was a Jamario Moon jersey. That's how much I was passionate that's about it, and nice. that's how also my poor, how poor my parents were. Uh, Adnan asks, "Yo, guys, tell me if I, I'm assuming that's how he said yo, 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 guy. Tell me if we should go for Tristan Thompson or Kevin Love. Neither. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, Tristan would be more useful than Love actually for this team. I feel like." Uh, and then the last question. This one's mean. Uh, but from Jurassic Mark, Stanley Johnson can visit NASA to fly this to the space. The, I've never heard the space before. <laughs> and uh, find his talents from the aliens, from Space Jam. That's an insane question. <laughs> uh, Whose nine-year-old wrote this? If it is a nine-year-old, salute to you. Nah, nine-year-olds aren't watching Space Jam. Though. Let's be real. So oh. That does it for the show. Josh? Will? This was a pleasure. As always. Um, thank you to our sponsor, KFC. Salute to KFC. Yeah. Oh, oh, what's going what's on, man? What's going on? Wow, Detective Lee. <laughs> oh, wow. Great show, man. Great show every week. Uh-huh. Um, keep up the great work. Wow. Shouts KFC. Yeah. Best chicken in town. All right. Salute to the sponsor. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Detective Thank Lee. Thank you, Detective Lee. Go find Suya. Thanks for watching. Tell somebody to tell somebody. And we're out. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.